message today, so I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Please repeat this after me. God has a word for us today. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. Obviously, we all know that this week we started our celebration of Pesach. Every year we celebrate what Adonai did in bringing our ancestors out of Egypt after being in bondage for over 400 years. And during most of those years, the Egyptians oppressed the Israelites, making their lives utterly miserable. Yet the promise that Adonai made to Abraham that he would bring his descendants out of the land of Egypt and into the promised land remained a promise that our Jewish people hoped for through those 400 years. In the animated movie Prince of Egypt, one of the songs entitled If You Believe, and my son shared that on his timeline the other day, has one line that always speaks to my heart, and I'm using that as the title of my message, The Hope is Frail, It's Hard to Kill. The story of Passover encourages me to continue to hope in the promises of God and in the God who made those promises, no matter how hopeless my situation may seem and no matter how hopeless things are around me. The Psalms are full of scriptures on hope as David and the other writers often found themselves in predicaments that uh, were overwhelming and circumstances that were beyond their control, circumstances that sought to destroy them and the promises of God for their lives. Looking at Tehillim, Psalm 27, verse 14, the psalmist says, here's what I have learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Never lose hope. Turn to your neighbor and say, never lose hope. It goes on and says, yes, keep on waiting, for he, Adonai, will never disappoint you. So I want to encourage you. I believe this is a word of the Lord for us today, and his word is never lose hope, Beth Emanuel. Keep on waiting, because I always come through, says Adonai. And to me, that is one of the lessons that we can learn from the Passover story. God wants us to put our hope in him, not in man, not in our government, not in any worldly system, but in God alone. Why can we put our hope in him? We can hope in God because of who he is and what he is doing in our lives today. So I came up with a little acronym for the word hope for my message today to encourage each and every one why we can trust and hope in God today in the midst of whatever we are personally facing and in the midst of what our world is going through with this pandemic that seems to overwhelm us. And the first is for the letter H, and that is that God wants you to know that he hears your cry for help. When we read in Shemot the story of that first Passover, Adonai's desire to help stands out loud and clear. We recite this passage from Shemot 6 when we introduce the four cups in our Seder every year. Beginning with verse 5 from Shemot chapter 6, Adonai says, 
Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has heard you. I hear those neighbors on my front row. <laughs> my family, thank you. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians are keeping in slavery, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, the four cups represented by these verses, I am Adonai, I will free you from the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their oppression and redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am Adonai, your God, who freed you from the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. I will give it to you as your inheritance. I am Adonai. Friends, God wants you to know this morning that he is listening. He is not aloof. He has not checked out on your life or the situation in our world today. Yet often that is how we feel. Sometimes we feel like God doesn't see. And sometimes we even feel that he doesn't care about what's going on and that he doesn't hear the cries of our heart. But Adonai wants you to know today that he does hear. He says, I hear every cry from your heart. He says, I hear the whispers in the night. He says, I see the tears that stream down your face. And this is his word to you today. I have not forgot my promise to you. 400 years was a long time for our Jewish people. I can imagine that often our ancestors in that position felt that God had forgotten them. And in those moments, hope can be very fragile. But God always speaks words of reassurance that he is listening. Hear the word of the Lord for you this morning. In Melachim Bet, 2 Kings, chapter 20, verse 5, Hezekiah was told that he was about to die, and he turned to his wall, and he cried out to God. And this is what Adonai said to him. The God of David, your ancestor, says, I have heard your prayer, and I have seen your tears. That is God speaking to you this morning. I have heard your prayers, God says, and I have seen your tears, and I will heal you. In Tehillim 34, verse 18, we are encouraged. The righteous cried out, and Adonai heard, and he saved them from all the trouble. And again in Tehillim 62, verse 11, God said to me once and for all, all the strength and the power you need flows from me. God wants you to know that he is hearing you and that everything that you need will come from him, not from man, not from governments, not from systems, but from God alone. He says, everything I need, you need, will flow from me. So God wants you to be assured that he hears your cry today. For the letter O, God is orchestrating the plans for your life. In verse 8 of Shemot 6, Adonai said to Israel, I will bring you out. I will bring you out. That was his purpose. That was his plan. And he was orchestrating things in order to accomplish that. 
He made that promise to Abraham before Israel ever went into Egypt. He told Abraham, this is what's going to happen. Your descendants will end up in Egypt, and they will be there for over 400 years. But I will bring them out of Egypt, and I will bring them into the promised land. And God is saying here in Shemot chapter 6, I will bring you out. That is the promise that he made to Israel. He was orchestrating things to accomplish his purpose. To the Jewish exiles who were in Babylon and were also hanging on to that fragile hope, he declared in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have in mind for you, plans for well-being, not for bad things, so that you can have a hope and a future. That is God's plan for Beth Emanuel. That is God's plan for your life, for well-being, a hope and a future. God's plans are ordained, and they cannot be thwarted. Think about it. Before Moshe was even conceived in his mother's womb, Adonai knew he would be the man that he would use to bring the Jewish people out of Egypt. He led Moshe to the desert to teach him and train him so that he would be prepared and ready to lead the children of Israel, not only out of Egypt, but through the wilderness. Rav Shaul tells us in Romans 8:28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his beloved who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. I love this translation. I know many of us know this verse, for everything works together for good to those who are called by God. But listen to this verse, this translation once again. For we are convinced that every detail, turn to your neighbor and say, every detail, every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing what into our lives? Bringing good into our lives. For we are his beloved who have been called to fulfill his designated desert, his designated purposes in our life. Friends, God is orchestrating things right now to bring good to you, to bring good to Beth Emanuel. There may be a storm raging in your personal life right now. Again, our entire world has been held captive by this virus for the last month plus. And in the midst of these situations that are beyond our control, we can easily feel that there is no reason to hope. What is there for my future? Well, today Adonai declares, I have every detail of your life in my hands. You can trust me and you can put your hope in me because I am working and orchestrating to bring good into your life. Bring good into your life to bring good into your life. For P, God wants to remind us that he protects us. He hears our cries. He's orchestrating every detail of our life and he is our protector. We can hope in God because he's the one who protects us. During the plagues that came upon the land of Egypt, Adonai sustained and protected the children of Israel. And this is a promise that he reiterated throughout their history and is a promise that applies to you and me today. In Tehillim chapter 3, verses 2 through 6, it says, Many are saying of me, the psalmist was saying, Many are saying God will not deliver him. And maybe you have those naysayers who are saying, it's over for you, Carol. There's nothing that's going to change in that situation. 
the psalmist says, but you, Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who lifts my head up high. I call out to you, and you answer me from your holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. The psalmist knew that God was his defender. No matter what the uh, folks were saying, no matter how many people rose up against him, no matter how uh, much they badmouthed his God and said it's not going to happen, the psalmist had hope because he knew that God was his protector. In the book of Yeshiahu Isaiah, in chapter 43, God gives these encouraging words to Israel, and they are words for you and me today. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Yaakov, he who formed you, Yisrael, do not fear. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. This is God's word encouraging us that he is our protector. He is our defender. Yes, we might have to walk through some choppy waters. And yes, things might get a little hot for us. But God promises us that we will be sustained because he is our protector. Think of the three Hebrew children. When they were thrown into that fiery furnace, they came out and there was not even a hint of smoke on their clothes. That is because God was their protector. And in the same way God protected Israel, in the same way he protected the three Hebrew children, he is your protector and he is your defender. The psalmist says in Tehillim 25, verse 21, your perfection and faithfulness are my bodyguards, are my bodyguards. Isn't that awesome? Do you understand? He's your bodyguard. He's the one who's watching over you. Right? That's a good thought. Husband says, that's great. <laughs> I like this translation. For you are my hope, and I trust in you as my only protection. Having God as your bodyguard is the best bodyguard you will ever have. And he says that he is our protector and our defender. And because of that, the psalmist says, I can hope in you. I can trust in you. And then Tehillim 91, this translation of verse 2 says, He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. Adonai wants you to put your hope in him. He wants you to understand that he will protect and defend you through everything that might come your way. Life throws a lot of challenges to us. None of us thought a month ago as we were celebrating Purim that we would be at this place where we all today, where we are sequestered into our own homes and where we cannot meet publicly together. None of us thought we would be here. The furthest thing from our imagination, if you think in January 2020, when we started this new year, no one felt that we would be facing something like this. But in the midst of this, God is here. And he wants you to know that he hears your cries that he's orchestrating everything to work for your good and that he is your protector and defender and that you can trust in him. And when I spelling out the word hope, obviously the last letter is E, and God wants you to know that he will eliminate every obstacle that stands in your way. When we think of the Passover story, we can see the mighty hand of God bringing deliverance to Israel. 
The first obstacle was the stubbornness of Pharaoh. Think about it. It's sort of mind-boggling. There's the word. Thank you, my family. I always miss things up there. Mind-boggling to think about it. Pharaoh had just lost his son. He had just lost his son. But the stubbornness and pride of his heart made him pursue the Israelites. into the wilderness. The second obstacle, if you remember, is that there was a sea standing right in front of the Israelites. So they had these two obstacles, and they were stuck between them, and there was absolutely nothing that our Jewish people can do. Perhaps you find yourself in a similar situation. Maybe you are hemmed in between two immovable obstacles that are hindering you from going forward into the promised land. You see, the enemy did not want Israel to come out of bondage, and the enemy certainly did not want Israel to step into that promised land because stepping into that promised land meant that it was coming closer to the fulfillment of the ultimate promise of the Messiah who was to come through the nation of Israel that would bring salvation not only to Israel but to the entire world. The enemy doesn't want you to walk into that breakthrough that you have been praying and fasting for for the last 40 days. And he is throwing everything at you and me that he can because he doesn't want to give up on his strategy against you, but he does want you to give up. But God. But God. God was not nervous because Pharaoh and his army pursued Israel into the wilderness. God did not panic because there was the sea in front of the children of Israel. Now, as we said a few minutes ago, God is always orchestrating things to fulfill his plan for our lives. His plan was for Israel to come out of Egypt at that appointed time and to enter into the promised land. And he eliminated those obstacles, and we all know that Israel walked across the sea on dry ground. Whatever obstacle you are facing, God is the eliminator. He will take care of them. Was Goliath too big of an obstacle for God? No. Was Haman more powerful than Adonai? Not at all. Did Pharaoh stand a chance against the God of Israel? Not at all. We sing every week before our Torah service. En chamocha Adonai, there is none like you. He is the all-powerful creator of the heavens and the earth. Who or what can withstand before our God? No one. And he wants to reassure you today that whatever that obstacle is, whatever that is that's breathing down your neck like Pharaoh and his army, whatever is standing in front of you like that Red Sea, God says, I'm going to eliminate and remove them so that you can walk into the promise that I made for you. In Job 42, 2, it says, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. He is the same God today. Whatever is blocking you from marching into that promised land, God says, today stand still and see the salvation that I will bring. Hear the word of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation that I will bring. 
this enemy that you see today, you will never see again. Amen? This enemy that you see today, you will never see again. He is the God of all hope. And because of who he is, we can put our hope in him today. And as I close this message, I want to give another acronym and briefly explain how we can respond to the fact that he is the God of all hope. How can we put our hope in him? H, hear his promises. Isaiah 44, 1 through 3, listen to me, my servant, Yaakov, my chosen. I am Adonai, your creator, who shaped you in your womb. Hear what I have to say to you. Do not fear. I will help you. Do not fear. I will pour refreshing water on the thirsty and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my ruach on your children, my blessing upon your descendants. They will spring up like grass blanketing a meadow. The promise of God to hear and to answer and to fulfill his promise. So God says, hear my promises to you. Isaiah 44 is just a sample of one of them that he's going to pour out his spirit and he's going to bless us and he's going to take care of us. Second is to operate in faith. Psalm 33:20. the Lord, Lord alone is our radiant hope and we trust in him. With all our hearts, his wraparound presence will strengthen us. Let us operate in faith. Many of you know I love to preach from Romans 4 on the story of Abraham and just reading from here, against all odds, verse 18, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations as God declared over him, declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that it will be, they will be impossible to count. Verse 19, in spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. He never stopped believing God's promise. Friends, never stop believing. How do we hope? We don't stop believing. For he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith, and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promise, Abraham glorified God. So hear his promise, operate in faith. Three, persevere. Tehillim 71.3, you are my hope, my only hope. Lord, I've hung on to you, trusting in you all my life. Keep clinging to him. Persevere. Romans 14.13, remember to stay alert and hold Firmly, hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. So how do we respond to the fact that he is our hope? We hear his promise. We operate in faith. We persevere. And the last thing is we expect the promises to come to pass. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Tehillim 135. This is why I wait upon you, expecting your breakthrough, for your word brings hope. Friends, God is our ultimate hope. And though that hope may seem frail and fragile, it is hard to break because he is faithful and he is true. I want to close with this verse. What is the fruit of our hoping in God? This was my father's favorite verse, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord 
will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Keep your hope in God. He is faithful and will fulfill every promise that he has made for you and for this congregation. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Adonai, I thank you for your word today that we can put our hope in you. It does not matter what the world says. It does not matter what is happening around us. You are the great almighty God, and there's nothing too difficult for you. So today we put our hope in you, God. We trust you in the midst of every situation that we are facing. We know that you hear our cries. Father, that you are not deaf to the cry of our hearts. We thank you for encouraging us that you see every tear that we cry. We thank you, God, that you are orchestrating every little detail of our life, God, even when it seems like everything is upside down and it doesn't make sense, you are still in control and you are orchestrating to bring good into our lives and we thank you for that. We thank you that you are our protector, that you're the one who defends us when the evil one seeks to devour us and to destroy us, you are there as a mighty defense against him. And we thank you that every obstacle that the evil one sends our way, you will eliminate them, God. Like you destroyed and eliminated Pharaoh and the Red Sea so that the Israelites could walk into their promised land. God, you are removing every obstacle so that we can inherit the promises in our lives. And we thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. And to speak a blessing, it has been good to have you join us today. And uh, we hope to see you at our prayer meeting and in our Bible study this week. But let's just close with the Ronic benediction. Yivarecha Adonai v'yishmerecha, ya'er Adonai panavalecha, v'yichunecha, isa Adonai panavalecha, v'lechem zosha, shalom. My tongue is taught here today. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May you walk in the peace of God Almighty. Shabbat shalom. We love you, Beth Emanuel. Have a great day. Amen.